What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 298th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. And with me today, I have Will. And I am ready to sell my kidneys to uh, a good buyer in exchange for two, only two Anjanath fangs, please. Thank you. Just <laughs> mm. wait till you get to I high made, rank. I made Logan giggle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I've been told, I haven't been to high rank yet, Monster Hunter talk right off the bat, that they made the drops extremely easy for low rank, and then it all changes for high rank. Well, I have literally hunted Anjanath about... 10 times and I'm still low on fangs. Let me so. give you let me give you a pro tip, Will. I've figured this out. None of low rank matters because you have to regrind all the armor once again when you get to high rank and you will never wear oh. that low rank armor. So just like oh. focus on one set and quickly move on cuz it's the same <laughs> monsters once you get to high rank. Oh wow, tips from the carve right here on T- Pokémon. <laughs> this is the, the pro tips. Well, Let's I was I was curious. Up. I was curious cuz Logan's also a Monster Hunter player. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Logan's here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I uh, you should teach your kitty cat how to um, knock fangs off of monsters because that's how you get them that's drops. True. Logan, when was the oh. last time you were on? Long time ago. I don't even remember. I think it was before we started VRE. So, like, a long time ago. <laughs> I think you were last. Uh, no, see, the last time I think I recorded with you was Tuesday night podcast. Yeah, which I don't do yep. anymore. What, that podcast is still uh, April going. 29th, 2017. <laughs> was that the last time? Correct. How do you know that? How did you Skype. get that so quick? Skype. Yeah. The last oh. time the three of us were on a Skype call but together. I think, I, think that, I think that was Tuesday night. I don't think that was ISE. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Because it was B Team. Oh, man. Well, that's all right. We're yeah. here now together. Great. But pro tip. So, uh, again, um, I want to get all the armor sets in Monster Hunter. This is a Pokemon podcast, by the way, but let me talk about Monster <laughs> Hunter for 10 seconds here. I want to get all the armor sets in Monster Hunter, but so I can mix and match, right? Because I want, I want to do the mixing and matching. I want to, yeah. I want to fashion hunt. But if I... Absolutely. So, so the first problem in Monster Hunter is I'm already out of Zenny because I'm using that Zenny to build the sets. Again, teach your kitty cat how to knock money out of a monster. <laughs> and so if I'm building all these low-rank sets, I'm really not going to mix and match because by the time I put the effort in for all these low-rank sets, I'm going to be in high rank. And why would I ever wear low-rank sets when the high rank, <laughs> when the high rank sets are identical? They're exactly the same. It just they require they're just better. They yeah. look and they look and do the same things. So there's no reason to put any effort into low-rank sets. Well, unless I'm missing something, but well, I mean that's you're always definitely missing something because I and and we'll have to sit down by a fire someday and have this conversation because I don't understand how you run out of money. I I have like eighty thousand zenny and I I spend it wildly. I'm just like buying this, buying that, <laughs> throwing something I just bought away. I, I bet it's because you do a lot of solo hunt, right? I do a lot of investigations, but do you, are you doing oh, them you solo? Go. No, I got lots of friends. Logan hunts with me all the time. Mm, I don't know, because yeah. like I'm only making like a thousand zenny per hunt because it's always like four thousand zenny for a quest, but they split it four ways depending on how many people are hunting with you. So mm. if you're not hunting with anyone, you get the mm. full four thousand. But if you're hunting with three other, it will split it for a thousand. And then of course if somebody dies, it minuses a thousand and then splits the three thousand four ways. Wow. Jeez. It's like I play monster. <laughs> it's like I it's like I have a monster on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I right. mean, you you definitely should teach your kitty cat how to do all the stuff that you want to do. Yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, true. 
I'm missing out. I'm, I'm missing a step, I guess. Anyways, that's just my pro tip. I wouldn't worry too much about low rank stuff. Just get one armor set and high rank actually has um alpha and beta sets of armor. So there is like different stuff in high rank. The 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 alpha set looks exactly the same and does exactly the same thing, but the beta set has a slot yeah. and looks now like you've gone the, too deep, sir. You've gone. It looks too like the deep. bow, like the the hunt. You know, you remember how bow stuff used to be a completely different armor set than yeah melee yeah, yeah. weapons. Yeah, so the bow is like the bow sets or the uh, the beta. Oh, I see. Anyway, we're going off tangent, but anyways, it looks yeah, yeah, the sorry. same and it just it has the same abilities. It just has more of those abilities. Mm-hmm. But the the beta set actually has like one less ability, but one more slot, so you could slot in whatever. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, whatever jewel you want. Now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about some Pokemon stuff. Uh, weird news week because not a lot of news. Again, we're in the we're in the lull that is the February period. Normally, we hear a lot of we hear more Pokemon stuff normally during the March and April era. Era months, <laughs> the era that is March and April. But we got a little bit of news, and then we're gonna do we're doing we're gonna play some catch up on emails. The reason that Logan is here is because yep. one, we missed him, but two, uh, we're recording on a Saturday night instead of our normal Sunday afternoon because I'm still in the middle of the Team Brave Pokemon Crystal Marathon on Twitch. So that's been I've done seven days now of. Of eight-hour streams, so I've streamed 50, 50 s- math, fifty-six hours this past week. Jeez, which is which is a lot. Uh, two extra days of eight hours is way more than like. It doesn't sound like a lot of like oh, just stream eight hours every day, but boy, whew. How many more days is it going for? Uh, one more week. One more week. Jeez, boy. So I uh, so did you uh, catch Abra yet? Uh, I I did not catch Abra. I gambled my life away for Aunt Abra. Uh, inside joke. Will Anderson inside joke. <laughs> what? So if you don't know, if if you haven't been watching on Twitch, uh, so the the Team Brave Crystal Marathon is three streamers. It's myself, Robson, and Data Dave, and we all work in three shifts of eight hours. So obviously, eight times three is twenty four. That lets us do the marathon for twenty four hours for two weeks. I stream from 10 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Dave streams from 6 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. And then Rob streams from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then we host each other. So we're pretty much taking all our viewers and passing them off to the next streamer. And we're, we've been doing that for a week. So it's been really cool. And our goal for the marathon is to get 25 shinies in Pokemon Crystal, which is extremely difficult because... The shiny odds in Crystal are 1 in 8,000, but there is also no shiny charm. Uh, there's no SOS. There's no chain fishing. There's no um, friend safari. It's literally just either software setting or just random encounters. Uh, I realized when I got to Goldenrod City that there's a couple exceptions, right? There's Red Gyarados, which is 100%. Uh, there's the Odd Egg. So this is only in Crystal. Pro tip here. Before we get to news, I guess I guess before we get to news, we'll talk about this crystal playthrough because it it is there's a lot of tips and tricks and things I've learned in crystal. Uh, it's a very interesting game actually. But uh, in the crystal, there's something called the odd egg, and you get it at the daycare. It's not the Togepi egg you get from Mister Pokemon uh, near the beginning of the game, but when you get to the daycare, the old man and woman give you something called the odd egg, and it has a one in seventh 
one in seven chance of being shiny or a 14% chance of being shiny. So if you save before the odd egg and you ride your bike to hatch it, you have a 14% chance of either a Cleffa, a Pichu, Smoochum, Elekid, Magby, uh, or Tyrogue. Uh, all pretty cool Pokemon. All of those Pokemon are female except for Tyrogue. Tyrogue's guaranteed 100% male. Uh, the only bad thing about that is it takes about 12 minutes to hatch that egg. So if you don't get a shiny in the first four tries, you've literally just wasted an hour riding your bike up and down. <laughs> so while it is an easy 14%, it is 12 minutes per egg. So that's the easiest shiny. So when I was hatching my egg, it only took me two tries. I know I had a soft reset for it. Yes, I hate soft resetting. I still hate soft resetting. You guys don't need to write in saying, Steve, you'll never soft reset. I was planning on never soft resetting in my life, but I did not make the rules of this marathon. I just signed up for it. <laughs> And I fell into this, so I, ha I, I know, I get it. With my hours and days I've spent in Goldenrod City, I realized that there is a gambling corner, and inside the gambling corner, you can pay coins for Pokemon. Uh, Abra is 100 coins, which you can buy five Abra at once, which is 10,000 Poke Dollars in coins. And mm. you can't buy six, because you have to have one Pokemon in your party. What I would do is I would buy five Abra, check to see if they have the star, because in Crystal, you can tell if a Pokemon is shiny because they'll have the three little stars next to their gender. Huh. I would buy five Abras, look at all five. If it wasn't, I would soft reset, buy five Abras, soft reset. Remember when I told you the, the odds were uh, one in 8,000? Well, it took me <laughs> 8,200 Abras to find a shiny oh, Abra. Wow. But I got it. It took about... Three full streams, so exactly about 20, uh, three streams and a little bit extra, so about 26 hours to get a shiny Jeez. Abra in Pokemon Crystal. Okay, so that sounds like a really fascinating whole day of streaming. What did you, like, what did you do to, to, to make the crowd not just like, was that an interesting stream? How did uh, yeah, you make it so. interesting? Well, I think, so I think like all shiny hunting on Twitch is, 90% talking with the streamer and 10% the actual shiny. Ah, uh, okay. It, most, like, most people from my perspective come in and they're also either shiny hunting or they just have it up in the background. And it, it's, it's I, almost all, like, interaction of, like, asking questions, talking stories. Like, today, on today's stream, they asked, they asked, somebody asked if I did this full time and I said yes. And they were like, well, it's really cool that you do this full time and you make enough money to do this full time and i was like well just because i do this full time doesn't mean <laughs> i make a living off of this like i have i have the podcast patreon and i have like a couple of small side jobs that pay me weekly and then i was like and then they were asked they asked me like why don't i just apply for a job and i was like well i do apply for jobs i apply for four <laughs> jobs every week uh, and i collect an appointment and then the whole debate was well that doesn't count you can't collect unemployment and stream and i was like Oh boy, let me tell you about Wisconsin unemployment what? laws because I can absolutely do both and I can tell you why <laughs> it's legal, which is a whole other story. But uh, technically, I am allowed to do self-employment stuff and collect unemployment at the same time. It's not as complicated as it probably sounds, but it's also <laughs> like a 15-minute conversation that I've already had once today. <laughs> yeah, and let, let me very quickly answer the three most common questions that uh, Steve gets asked while he is streaming. Number one, the cat is an American bobtail. Yes, they are <laughs> born without tails. The tail is not cut off. Number two, 
He is shiny hunting. That means that he's looking for a particular Pokemon that is of a different color than the other Pokemon. No, there's nothing else special about them. They don't <laughs> trade for extra money. Uh, they don't have special powers. They're just a different color. Uh, number three, most commonly asked question. Oh, I just had it in my mind. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. What's the candle smell? No, no, that's, no, because that's... we already have a command for that. Number three... Uh, are you using an emulator? Yeah. No, he's not using an emulator. Why would you ever shiny hunt on an emulator? You can't then transfer those Pokemon up to the more recent games. That's also Thank my you. favorite question of like, why are you using an emulator? Look, buddy, if I was emulating this, I probably wouldn't have spent the last 28 hours of my life buying and <laughs> selling Abras when I could just emulate myself a shiny Abra instantly. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? But yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone would tune in for a uh, watch me create Abras with Game Shark codes or something, you know? <laughs> I don't know. If I put Game Shark in my stream title, maybe people would turn up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been really great. I I was uh, if you were to ask me like a year ago what I thought about shiny hunting or watching people shiny hunt, I would have probably told you that it's really boring. And then a lot of people or some people will say, like, man, you have a lot of patience because, like, right now I'm sh I'm shiny hunting a coughing. Again, one in 8,000 odds to get a shiny coughing. And I think we ended the stream today at 1,700 coughings, which is, like, what? Um, like, kind of close to 25% to at odds. <laughs> but people are like, wow, you have a lot of patience. And, and yes, I guess, I guess I do have a lot of patience. But also, it's very easy to keep doing the same thing when you have, like, 270 people watching you. Whereas, like, it's very easy to give up if you have no one watching you, right? Like, mm. there's a huge difference in that. And, like, it kind of it kind of sucks to say, like, this is easy because I have 300 people watching. But also, it's, it's the truth, right? You have people watching you do stuff. So, like, that in itself is compelling to keep going. Uh, maybe it doesn't suck to say that. But it is, like, it is a factor that, like, would be silly to be, like, oh, yeah, I would totally do this on my own with no one watching. Where, in rea reality, I probably wouldn't. And I, I think one of the nice things about Twitch, too, is it's not just a bunch of people sitting there in silence staring at you, walking back and forth between two rocks, because new pro tip about Pokemon Crystal, if you actually don't shift squares, but just wiggle back and forth within the same <laughs> square, you don't use up your repel, things I learned today. Pro strats. People in the, yeah, pro strats. People in the chat are having side conversations about things that they're doing while they're watching and then people talk about that or things that are going on in their lives or they ask questions about other pokemon games so <laughs> there is a constant conversation that steve can participate in while he's just wiggling his fingers hoping not to run into a wheezing that's going to use explode so that he then has to soft reset wow i know oh. too much <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed for twitch partnership i applied on i applied about a week ago now um, they said up to seven business days. It's been, I think, four business days. The weekend doesn't count. By the time this episode goes up, uh, it'll be another business day. So we'll see. I mean, they say seven business days, but I don't, I don't, I don't believe them. I believe they will take longer than seven business days, honestly. Hmm. That marathon goes until February 9th if you want to jump in and hang out. Uh, like I said, my time is from 10 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern. And after, if I do get the shiny coughing, fingers crossed, that I get it soon. I'm going to move on to Shiny Unknown, which actually has slightly less... I should probably explain this. So if you want a Shiny Unknown, this is another trick about Crystal. Before IVs existed, there was something called DVs. And 
because of how the DV values are assigned to Pokemon, the possibility for unknown to be shiny actually only le- it only narrows down that only the letter I and the letter V can actually be shiny in Pokemon Crystal Gold and Silver because just because of how DV values work. So what that means <clears throat> is it's very likely to get a shiny V or a shiny I compared to the other 24 shiny po- unknowns that cannot be shiny at all. There are four chambers in the Ruins of Alf, and every chamber has a puzzle in it. And once you do the puzzle, it unlocks the unknown, the certain letters, and then they go into the main chamber where you can hunt. Well, if you wait until you get Surf, and you Surf over to the southeastern chamber, the letters, the unknown in that chamber, it's the Aerodactyl puzzle, by the way, uh, are S, T, U, and V. So five letters. So if you do that puzzle, you unlock only five letters into the main chamber. So when you go hunting for unknown, obviously you want to probably go, you want to go for either V or I. So there's a one in 8,000 chance of getting a shiny normally, but because the V and I unknown have way higher shiny odds because they always have set DV values and those DV values lead them to be shiny. uh, I believe it is a one in 500 chance to get a shiny V instead of a 1 in 8,000 chance. Unfortunately, there are four other letters you have to worry about. So anytime you run into a T or a U, those cannot be shiny. So if you do the math, because V is 1 in 5,000, and because there are four other letters, the math actually comes out to it's about a 1 in 4,000 chance to get a shiny in the runes of Alf of the letter V. Uh, the reason you don't want to do I is because if you do I, which I think is the northern west chamber to unlock I, it's eight letters instead of five letters. So, of course, uh. you do the math, it's like one in 500 to get I, but there are three more letters that you have to worry about. So then that increases it to from like one in 4,000 to like, my math is probably slightly off. But if you want to get a shiny unknown, which I just found out unknown are not breedable, and you want at least one shiny unknown, you probably would want to do it in crystal because of the DV values and stuff. Hmm. Uh, and only then, if you wanted the I or the V? Only if you wanted the I or the V. Like, you could do I, and it would still be a better hunt, but if you want to, I don't know, have better eyes, it would be more realistic to do the V. Because I've talked about all the, the shiny hunting strategies, do you want to hear how complicated breeding is? Uh, uh, go for it. Yeah. That's right. why... I, because, like, you, the only thing I have to offer for Pokemon Crystal is I'm soft resetting for a shiny starter. I have reset about 18 times, and I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> 18? You were you at the very first step of a long journey. <laughs> Every day I pray for that shiny Cyndaquil. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It, like, I've, I've soft reset for, like, good IVs before, uh, like, for, like, in, um... Sun, uh, wait, was it Sun and Moon? Or, no, 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 Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire because you could get the uh, the legendaries out of those wormholes, and that is way more likely than a shiny. And it's still, I was, I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, so the breeding is really fun. Okay, so uh, here's how breeding works: you can only breed a shiny if one of the parents is a shiny. If you put two Pokemon into the daycare. It is impossible to get a shiny unless one of the parents is. So that's the very that's the most important part. It is completely Whoa. unlike other Pokemon games. The breeding in Crystal Gold and Silver only applies to Crystal Gold and Silver. All right, so that's step one. Uh, you have to have a shiny because again, uh, just 
be, going back to the unknown, it's all dependent on the DVs and which can be, this was before IVs existed. They're just DV values. They're just the hidden stats that Pokemon can pass on. I finally got a shiny Abra. So I was like, it's time to breed. We, we can, we have, we have a shiny. We can breed it now, right? Uh, we have a shiny Abra. Abra is in the humanoid egg, egg group, which means that other Pokemon, I've learned a lot about eggs too recently, uh, which means other Pokemon like Jinx, um, Mr. Mime, Machop, yeah, Drowsy, they're all in the humanoid egg group. Abra is male, which means that any female I put in with Abra, I would get a new species because the, the, the mom is always what your child is based off of. So Daddy Abra is, is good to go, can pass down its shiny genes, but obviously if it was a female Abra, with the, if I had a shiny female Abra, I would only get Abras. And I already have a shiny Abra, so I don't want to breed for more Abras. So I was told that, oh, I could find a female Drowsy, put it in with Abra, and then there you go. I could possibly get a shiny Drowsy. Do you know what the odds are? Yes, I know what the odds are. I'll get to those in a second. (laughs) Shiny Drowsy, not interested in. It's cool, I guess. I don't have one, but I also have a psychic Pokemon on my team. Don't want another psychic Pokemon. So somebody said, you can breed with Machop. I was like, perfect. Where can I find Machop? Oh, you can't find it until after you beat the seventh gym. Well, okay, that doesn't <laughs> help me now. Then somebody else said, there's a Machop in the Goldenrod department store that you can trade for if you have an Abra. I was like, well, lucky day. I bought five Abras. One were shiny. <laughs> I got four others. Let's go trade some Abras. So I walked up to the Goldenrod city department store. I saved right before because it is possible, just like any other Pokemon in the game, that the Abra he trades you can either be male or female. Or sorry, Machop. I traded, got a female Machop, and then we can start breeding. So now, mother is is Machop, dad is Abra, and Abra is shiny. So I can can pass on those shiny genes. So I'm going to start nicknaming these Pokemon to make it easy, because this is probably the most complicated thing in all of Pokemon history. (laughs) So the normal, if you have a shiny Pokemon and a non-shiny Pokemon, your odds for a new, for a shiny egg is 1 in 128. That sounds wow. awesome. That sounds incredible, right? Yeah. It takes about 13 minutes to hatch an egg. Mm. <laughs> so that's not incredible. The other thing is, if you have a shiny Ditto in Pokemon Crystal, Gold, or Silver, your odds are 1 in 64. And I'll explain Whoa. why that is in a second. But again, to get a shiny Ditto would be pretty close to impossible. It's only 10% in the grass outside of Goldenrod, and it's a 1 in 8,000 chance. There's like a glitch you can do to work around that, but I'm not. You yeah, you could just glitch your just hack yourself a shiny ditto if you want to. I don't care. That's not what we're talking <laughs> about. We're talking about real odds. One in one twenty eight for a shiny Pokemon. So the problem is, so we're gonna name we're gonna name the female Machop Muscles because that's what the that's what the guy in Goldenrod City trades you. He trades you a female Machop named Muscles. I named my Abra Applesauce. Abra and Applesauce can have a baby, which will carry the shiny gene. Not necessarily means it's shiny, but it will carry the DV values for future Pokemon to be shiny, which is really weird to think about. But the shiny Pokemon can only pass the shiny gene to the opposite gender. That means that Muscles and Applesauce can make any kind of Machop, but only female Machops can have the shiny gene. 
So this is really important in this situation because Machop is 75% male, 25% female. So if I was to try to hatch a shiny female Machop, every egg would have a 1 in 4 chance on top of the 1 in 28 chance of being hmm. shiny. Which sucks, because it would be easier if I had a male Machop, because they're more likely to be hatched. I had Abra, Applesauce, and Mussels. They had a baby, a female baby. It took me, a, took me like five or six eggs, which, again, 12 to, 12 to 13 minutes to hatch an egg, so that took about an hour. <laughs> they made a baby. I named it Diva. So this is my female Machop, named Diva, with the shiny gene. She is not shiny, but she carries the shiny gene. I then took shiny Abra out of the bo- out of the daycare, put it in the box. I then put a regular Abra, good old Abra off the street that I got from the game corner. I put it into the daycare with muscles, and they they made just a standard basic Machop. So this Machop has no relation to Diva, has no relation to Applesauce. I named that Machop Basic. So then I put <laughs> I put Basic and I put Diva in the daycare. Which meant that Diva carried the shiny gene, which means she could only pass it on to male Machops being born from Basic and Diva, which, because of the odds, meant I would have a 1 in 85 chance of hatching a male shiny Machop, which everything I just explained took five hours to set up. Oh, my word. (laughs) On top of that, I was lucky that it hatched in the very first egg once I successfully set it up. Well, both parents had the shiny gene, right? No, because because basic... So if you have two Pokemon with the shiny gene, they are incompatible because they cannot... Because they're related in that way. That's why it was important for... That's why it was important for Muscles, who wasn't related to any of this, really. It was just a female Machop that we abused. Uh, It was important for Muscles and a random Abra just to make a random Machop. Because really, I could have just went out to the grass and catch a random Machop. The only very important person was D.Va. But there is no wild Machop, so I had to breed a wild Machop. Because what happened, what I did the first time is... I had D.Va in the daycare with a random Abra. And while that did work... Machop and Abra don't make eggs fast enough, and since it already took, it was taking 12 minutes to hatch an egg, but it was taking 15 minutes to make an egg. And so I wanted to make eggs faster than I was hatching so I could hold, you guys are done breeding, you want to hold as many eggs as you want. So if I'm only hatching one egg at a time, I'm I'm not being optimal. So that's why I wanted another Machop, because they make eggs in like six minutes. So I could make three eggs for every one egg I hatch, and then eventually I'm caught up, and now I'm overflowing with eggs. Man, Steve, you, you've changed. Last time I was on this show, you never caught, or even encountered a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> it all sucks. <laughs> so the mistake I made last time is, I, uh, so when I went to switch the Abra, so I was like, I need eggs faster. I've hatched a bunch of male Machop. I'll just put that in. Those male Machop, even though they weren't shiny, they carried the shiny gene because they got it from D.Va. So because I put the Machop in, I ruined that formula of like, oh, even though they're not shiny, because Diva was the mom and Diva passed to the opposite gender, then they carry the shiny gene and two Pokemon with the shiny gene are incompatible, uh, mm. which messed. So the whole th- everything I just explained, there's no way to check your work. There's no way to check if you're doing it right. <laughs> 
which is the worst part about everything. Because after I took five hours to finally set it up, because two of those five hours was, oh, I think I messed this up. Let's try again. I then had to have my fingers crossed and go, well, I hope these eggs that are about to come out are, are work because I have no way of knowing. There's no way I can <laughs> like inspect Diva and be like, hey, Machop, do you have a shiny gene in you? Because there's no data showing me that you do. I just have to hope. <laughs> but the cool thing is, because I have a shiny Abra and a shiny Machop now, who are both male, uh, I can get uh, any Jinx I want, put it in there, because they're both from the humanoid egg group. And because Jinx is the mother, that means I will get Smoochum. And because Abra and Machop are both male, they can only pass the shiny gene to females. Smoochum and Jinx are 100% female, which means I have a 1 in 64 chance of hatching a shiny Smoochum because of how the shiny gene works in Crystal. Jeez. All kinds that's, of crazy things in Crystal. Or that's. I, like, I just want to point out for one quick second that we are discussing sick, shiny breeding strats for a game that is 18 years old. It's the worst. <laughs> Don't go down this dark road that I've been. Oh, no. <laughs> Has it been good for your brand? Have you gotten a lot of viewers? I, I mean, it's been fine. I mean, like, I've, I've had about, I've had on average about 270 people watching every single day. So it's been, it's been nice. That's, that ain't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh... They, uh, let me tell you, I've never seen I've never seen chat and a bunch of people blow up as soon as I got that Abra. Three <laughs> suffering days and we got Abra with a good name. I think Applesauce is a good name for Abra. Applesauce is a great name, yeah. All right, well, that's our show, guys. We'll see you next <laughs> week. <laughs> we, we've talked about that for like 20 minutes. Pokemon Crystal, is, it's, it, it's interesting. I've actually never played it, so this is the first. I mean, I played, obviously, I played Gold. I played Silver. I played Heart Gold, Soul Silver, but... It's for the most part it's the same, but it's like weird going back to Gen two, especially Gen two that isn't Heart Gold Soul Silver, and just kind of seeing how it all aged. Yeah, did it age well? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, also, the pacing in that game is terrible. Like you can do the first four gyms in like if you were to powerhouse through it, you could probably do the first four gyms in like four hours. They're so close to each other that it's I like I I just never remembered that I guess. Because you once you deliver the first once you deliver the Togepi egg, you can do Faulkner, and then you go south to the Slowpoke well and Kurt, and Kurt tells you about his balls, uh, and then um, you do the Slowpoke well, which is really four members of Team Rocket, and then you're done with that, and then you do that gym. You go through the Elix Forest, which is probably the same length as the Viridian Forest, and then. Nothing is stopping you from challenging Whitney. You just challenge Whitney. And then you get the water bottle. You get the pseudo widow. And then when you walk to the next town, I think Yuriki City, uh, you walk inside the burn tower. You see Suicune. And then you nothing is stopping you from challenging Morty or Morton. Morton uh, or Morty. Acrutique City. Oh, sorry. Acrutique. Um, so literally, <laughs> you can do the first four gyms faster than you could do like two gyms in X and Y or in... Black and white, probably. It's the pacing is so weird in that game, but I guess I didn't remember it as a kid because, or when I played it, like, how old is Heart Gold Soul Silver? Like, not eight, nine years old. Pretty old. 
Because you you can do so much when you arrive to in like Goldenrod or when when you're like the you, the national park like where you can do the um uh the bug catching challenge like there's so much to do but it's I like it like I like it a lot actually I like it a lot because it's like if you wanted just to do gyms and like go on your adventure it's so quick but also the game offers so much to do outside of that that it feels like you have the freedom to explore. And I feel like modern Pokemon games, they force you to like explore, but it's really just a linear path you're going down to make the game feel longer. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's always arbitrary like bushes or whatever that you can't get through. So it feels like you're uh, exploring, but really like they, they've put you on a railroad. Gold and silver. and Actually, I take this all back. I think I really, really like gold, silver, crystal. Like they, there is no railroad. There's just so much side stuff for you to do, but they don't force you to do it, and I love it. But also, awesome. if I, I I wanted a powerhouse, there's okay. There's another trick. One more one more shiny strat. I'm gonna tell everyone. Mm-hmm. Inside the goldenrod, I think it's the goldenrod tower where you have to fight Team Rocket. There are a bunch of electrode that you have to disable to get to the final room. And unlike other wild Pokemon. That you can encounter, uh, like Pseudo Widow, right? If you encounter Pseudo Widow or Snorlax in the game because they're blocking the path, you can you start the encounter, and if you kill it, they go away. If you catch it, they go away, and if you run away, they go away. They're gone forever. For some reason, these Electrode in the Team Rocket base, if you run away, they just stay there. You have to kill them or catch them. You cannot huh. run away. The so you can shiny hunt for an Electrode. Very easily, and if you hate soft resetting, you don't have to worry about it. You're literally just <laughs> encountering it and running away, and it's amazing, right? Because I think soft resetting's not great. Right. The problem is, awful. Electrode knows self destruct, and there's no mm. damp in Generation Two because there's no abilities, and there's no way to stop self destruct. But if you have two copies of, if you have a copy of Gold and Crystal, or Silver or Crystal, and you have two DSs. You can get the Master Ball on one DS, attach it to a Pidgey, and trade it over. <laughs> and so then when you go to do the Electrode, you can then just keep running away until it's shiny. And it's extremely fast because running away from a Pokemon and re-encountering it is a hundred times faster than turning off and turning back on your game. Yeah. And so you can do that uh, as until it becomes shiny, and then you could throw the Master Ball. And then you have yourself a shiny Electrode, which is, besides having two games, is really easy to get. There's your last huh. shiny strategy for Crystal. A lot of, so wait, um, you have to catch, you personally have to catch eight shinies that are different? That's what uh, the challenge is? Yeah, the challenge yeah. is eight shinies that are different, and then once I get eight shinies, I beat the Elite Four, and then I can go shiny hunt Celebi. Oh. So, and the are the other streamers doing these same strategies, or? No, they're doing different. I don't think any of them are doing the Electrode strategy. Uh, okay. But one of them did. Uh, there's a Lapras that appears on Friday nights. It's really okay. So, so Gold and Silver are also really cool because they have not only do they have specific days in the game, they also have Pokemon appearing at specific days and times. And I guess like Omega Ruby Alpha Sa- uh, Sapphire did something like that with hmm. Hoopa. But like, why does that not exist in other Pokemon games? Well, Lapras appears every <laughs> Friday night in in the Union Cave. Huh. One of this one of uh, Brobson. 
went up to the Lapras, saved, and then like soft reset for Lapras until he got it, and he got it in like a thousand encounters, which is incredibly under odds. Wow. And then there's they 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 did some breeding techniques as well, and uh, I think Data Dave uh, soft reset for Shuckle because one of the people near Olive Olive City, I don't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. They give you a shuckle, so before you accept the shuckle, you can soft reset over and try to get the shuckle to be shiny, which is also a really cool shiny. Shiny shuckle is blue instead of red. Ooh! So everyone has like slightly different Pokemon, but I have so far a shiny Cleffa, a shiny Abra or Kadabra, I should say, and then a shiny Machop. And hopefully, the next time you hear my voice, I will have a shiny Coughing, and then after that, I'm <laughs> going to go for a shiny Unknown. Uh, and then uh, I don't know what I'm going to go for next. I'm going to get Red Gyarados. That's a free one. I actually don't have a Red Gyarados in my Pokemon bank, so that'll be nice to fill in. Oh, yeah. cool. And also, um, just to, to also give Steve some credit, uh, Data Dave and Brobson are both playing two games simultaneously. I don't know Ooh. how they do it. I, I It's beyond my ability to comprehend, but Steve's only playing one. So they've like have doubled the odds of encountering oh. and finding things. So do they have like two capture cards and two yeah. different three yep. guesses? Okay. Yep. So I'm, there you go. I'm going to speed run my other game because I have, a, I have two DSs obviously, but that one doesn't have a capture card. I'm going to speed run one just to get the master ball, which I think is fair. I think that's within the rules because they're playing two goppies. I'm not shiny hunting in the other game. I'm just going to beat all eight gyms with literally just my totodile because there's no experience. I don't know where experience share is, but, I'm just going to use all the experience, put it into Totodile, just be super, super overleveled. I've seen people do it. They can usually beat Crystal without within like 10 hours just with one Pokemon. Um, yeah. Be, because Crystal's just, it's I don't know, it's just easy. It's easy because they put Kanto in, so like the quote-unquote hard stuff is Kanto. Um, yeah. I'm just going to speedrun, beat the eighth gym leader. I don't have to beat the Elite Four. I just have to beat, um, what is her name? Not Cynthia. Um... She's like blue, long hair, the dragon gym leader. I don't remember her name, but um, once I beat her, then I can just go back to Professor Elm, get the Master Ball, find a Pidgey, and then trade it over as a held item. Hmm. Uh, Claire? Claire. Claire. Yeah, yeah, Claire. That's yeah, her. Yeah, I was just about to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Claire in Blackthorn City. Yes. Which I think there's an ice cave before that, but we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll catch a Jinx while I'm there and then trade the Jinx over. That one will breed better. It will be red bird. Does that rule exist? Yes. It'll breed better because um, traded Pokemon have eggs faster than your own Pokemon for some odd reason. No, that's always been the case, right? Yeah, yeah. That's always been the case. Yeah. That's why people want like Japanese dittos for the Masuda method. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a different region, it's got a higher uh, shiny chance. And then they like each other more because they're... Even if they're a different species, they're from different places. Because they're exotic. Hmm. Okay. Hey, this is like related, but not related. But I didn't get one of those GameStop Marshadows. And I have now... three of them. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Do you need well, a Marshadow? Yeah, because I, I have, I have, like, it, it kind of like messed up my soul a little bit because I have a um, living Dex. And then Marshadow came out and I never got to GameStop because I was just really busy that weekend traveling a bunch. And I didn't get it. So I was going to ask, like, is there going to be another event? But now you're just going to hook me up. 
but <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have, I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure I have a bunch of extras because I think they expire on the 23rd of February. Oh, so they could still be there could still be cards left. There could be, yeah. There's I, no, no, no. I mean, like I'm sure GameStop threw them all away. <laughs> You're giving too much credit to GameStop. Yeah. Speaking of GameStop, we have some news, but uh, I didn't think we would be talking about Pokemon Crystal for uh, 33 minutes. But I guess that's okay, right? Because that's like the newest <laughs> yeah, Pokemon game. Yeah, and I, I mean, for I for one found that conversation fascinating. That was. Really neat. Does it does it does it make you want to buy Crystal Logan? Uh, oh no, not at all. <laughs> no, it's only ten dollars, and you can get a shiny Cyndaquil. C- cool. What about Celebi though? Don't you want to spend ten dollars, beat a game you played when you were like ten, and then catch a Celebi? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I have a Celebi. It's it's not a big deal. But what about a 14% chance of a shiny Pokemon from an egg? It's pretty good odds. Pretty good odds if if it didn't take 15 minutes to roll the dice every time. <laughs> <laughs> what about a shiny unknown? Only a 1 in 4,000 chance, Logan. <laughs> but <laughs> is I guess, is that the best unknown chance that you have in um... any game? I think you can get unknown in Mirage Island in Omega Ruby off of Sapphire, so probably not. Yeah, because okay. you can get the shiny charm and then go there, and then you'll have better odds. Yeah. But Mirage Island then... sucks. It's not great. Yeah, but it's still better than that method you talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what about yeah, Electrode? No, I... It only requires you to have two copies of Crystal. And to spend a Master Ball on <laughs> an Electrode. On a shiny Electrode. What, and I don't care how shiny it is. <laughs> a shiny Electrode's blue instead of red. It's pretty rad. Uh, but okay. Literally, <laughs> if the shiny Electrode looked like a Master Ball, I would be down. <gasps> oh, but wow. That would be really it's cool. it's just a different color. It doesn't look like a different Pokeball. Pro tip, mm. TCPI, pick up on my, uh, my, my recommendations here. Uh, pick up what Will is thrown down. Also, last pro tip about this applies to all the virtual console Pokemon games uh, because you can do what? Red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what ball you catch any of the Pokemon in because the game data doesn't record which ball the Pokemon are caught in. So when mm. you transfer them through Pokemon Transporter to Pokemon Bank, it defaults everything to a Pokeball. So if you're saving your uh, love ball that Kurt made you for Celebi to transfer it up in a love ball, it's going to be a Pokeball mm. no matter what. Dang, that's cold. Yeah. Kurt's balls just are uh, not good enough for the Pokemon Transporter app. Hmm. Bummer. It's rough. It's a rough life. <laughs> Poor Kurt. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll do a, we have, like I said, we have very little Pokemon news that we'll talk about, and then we'll have a bunch of emails we're going to try to catch up on, so we will be right back. Bip bop friend time. 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 
And we are back from our break. We're going to do a little bit of Pokemon news here. We mentioned GameStop earlier. It is now the February distribution for GameStop. And the two Pokemon you can get are Palkia and Dialga. I think I'm finally saying it right. Because that's how the Pokedex 3D at 3DS app says it. Dialga. Uh, you can watch Pokemon Rise of Darkrai on <laughs> Pokemon TV. If you still play the hit mobile game Pokemon Shuffle, uh, you can mix it up with Dialga and Palkia through new stages between February 6th and February 13th. Uh, so yeah, go to GameStop and uh, get your codes for your distributions. For it's it, You can get codes for Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, and Ultra Moon. Nice. And then next month will be uh, Regigigas and Heatran. So there you go. I wonder if the Heatran will know any special skills. Hmm. I don't know. It, do you, Do you think maybe it's like a like a massage therapist and it uses like very hot rocks to make you feel better? No, Ooh. but there has been a competitive Heatran that you had to get as a particular distribution because it it doesn't know that one attack. It's not oh. that competitive, but I can't remember what the attack is or what the distribution was. I just remember that I was at a VGC competition one time and my opponent felt the need to explain that no. <laughs> He had not hacked his Heatran to know that particular move, and he gave me the time and date of the particular distribution where he got this perfectly legal Heatran, and I was like, I honestly wouldn't have <laughs> noticed. <laughs> Man, that's... VGC I, I life. A, that's what I had it is. Heatran on one of my teams, but it wasn't anything special. It was just like regular old Heatran. What's 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 hilarious is um, either that dude like was just so concerned that he was going to get called out because probably he had hacked it, or <laughs> so many like intense VGC people who literally have every viable Pokemon and move and everything memorized had challenged him that he had memorized <laughs> <laughs> what the correct response was. Yeah, um, there's no way that was legit. I mean. <laughs> That's like, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Uh, speaking of legit, Sun and Moon <laughs> Ultra Prism is now available. Feel the power of the Ultra of the Prism Star, according to Pokemon.com. Uh, as you travel through the Ultra Wormholes, you'll uncover new ways to battle in the Pokemon TCG Sun and Moon Ultra Prism expansion. The new Ultra Beasts are here, and Necrozma's power grows, and the overflowing energy unleashes to a new kind of card, the Prism Star. Uh, and then it just has some more dialogue, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, oh, 150 new cards, including five Ultra Beast, uh, 18 new full art cards, six new Prism Star cards, which are, these are powerful Pokemon and trainer cards. When played effectively, they can dramatically, dr dr dramatically change the Dramatic. balance of a match due to their game changing effects. Players can only put one Prism Star with a given name in their deck rather than the usual four. For more information, please check out this new trailer. I don't, I doubt the trailer is going to give you more information. It's probably just going to show you some fancy cards. And, uh, yeah. I, I've some heard. CGI Pokemon. Yeah, some CGI Pokemon, pretty much. I've yeah. heard good things about this set. Uh, but I don't know. You guys don't, I don't think you guys are in the TCG loop. No. Nah, I bought I've... TCG cards when I was in San Antonio, but Kay's the one who pulled the secret ultra rare. Ooh. 
Very fancy. Is it like is it like a lot of money for that one? Oh, what was uh, it like a forty dollar card? Hmm. Uh yeah, yeah, it was about forty bucks. I don't know if he sold it or not. I think he sold it, which was probably the smart smart thing, really. No no point in sitting on expensive Pokemon cards. Just move them as fast as possible. Otherwise, you'll gr- regret it later in life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a cool set. I've heard uh, good things about it. Uh, they brought back Empoleon. They brought back Garchomp. I believe they're both pretty decent cards if you're interested in that. Um, so what, like, do you know anything specific about, like, mechanics or whatever that makes it a good set? Yeah, I've been playing the TCG uh, pretty actively recently, uh, the TCG oh, online. Cool. Uh, people were really excited about a couple of new cards, specifically Cynthia. Uh, so they brought back Cynthia. Cynthia's done what she's always done. You can shuffle your whole hand into your deck and draw six cards, which is just incredible. Yeah. The card that's been super, super popular for the longest time. So there's two cards that pretty much people run four of no matter what. They run N. And they run Sycamore. Uh, the great thing about Sycamore is it lets you draw seven cards, but you have to discard your whole hand. So if you have a really good hand, but you're missing one or two cards you need, like an energy, uh, you probably don't want to Sycamore it. There, uh, but in, in, in the other sense, if you only have Sycamore in your hand and you play it, it's the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> the other card that people love is N, which has existed since black and white. Uh, N will let you, you and your opponent both shuffle your hands into your deck and you draw cards per the amount of prizes you have. So oh. it's, N is really good because if your opponent is winning and your opponent has one card and you end them, you end their hand down to one, which can if they definitely, have one prize. Yeah, if they have one prize, I'm sorry. If they have one prize and you use N, they can only, and they have like a hand of six, they can only have a hand of one. They have to shuffle their hand and draw one card. So that can definitely help you win the game. Oh, uh, because cool. if they don't draw anything good, then they just waste an entire turn. In retrospect, too, if you also you have six ca- prizes and your opponent has six prizes and you both have seven cards in your hands, probably not that big of a deal for you and your opponent just to draw six new cards. Or in sense, if you knew your opponent has something in their hand, you would end them to force them to shuffle it back in. So N and Sycamore are like two... Everyone runs four of each. But now that Cynthia is here, uh, people will probably start running less of N and Sycamore and more Cynthia because Cynthia guarantees you six cards no matter what. Because N is really useless if you're winning, right? If you have one prize card and your opponent has three, there's no point in Ning because you're only going to draw one card. That being said, it's better better to have a card that helps you win when you're not winning and not so much... When you are right, than it is the other way around. Uh, N is great, but it it's it's not perfect. Where sick Cynthia is Cynthia's super great no matter what really. Um, Leafeon GX and Glaceon GX are supposed to be both pretty good. Uh, people are excited about that. Also, the EV in the current format is pretty amazing. The EV in the format has an ability where if you play an energy card onto it, you can search for its energy evolution and you can just evolve it instantly. Whoa. Um, so it's very popular with Sylveon because people just attach a fairy energy to Eevee and instantly they can go in their deck, they can find Sylveon, and they can instantly evolve it. So the fact that Leafeon and Glaceon are here is just the same thing. If you're running a grass deck, you have easy access to Leafeon. If you're running a uh, ice slash water deck, you have easy access to Glaceon. So the Eevee card is just super, super good. Yeah, that sounds really good. 
There's a Palkia and Dialga. Oh, sorry, Dialga card. I haven't looked into them, so I'm not 100% sure what they do. Uh, there's Dawning Wing, Dawnwing Necrozma and Duskmane Necrozma. I'm not sure if they're good or not, but people seem excited about it. Yeah, there's a bunch of cards, but um, people were very disappointed with the last set, which was Crimson Invasion, and people seem very excited about this set. Cool. Uh, our final bit of news here before we uh, go to emails is some Pokemon Go news. Uh, apparently, if you're in Sydney right now, uh, this might, news might be over by the time this podcast goes up. But I don't know what RTX Sydney is, but unknown R, unknown T, and unknown X are spawning uh, this weekend in Sydney, Australia. So that's pretty cool if you're a Pokemon Go player. I don't know what RTX is, but uh, it's it's I think it's where gaming meets the internet, starring your friends from Rooster Treat, Rooster Treat, Rooster Teeth. February 3rd and 4th, International Convention Center, Darling Harbor, Sydney, Australia. So I, I'm not, again, that doesn't really clear up what it exactly is, but I'm sure if you like rooster teeth, uh, you probably know what it is. Man, I still don't have an unknown in Pokemon Go. You're, sl- you're slacking, Logan. Yeah, I've had one for almost a year now. Come on now. But you guys went to that event where they were all over the place. You should have gone to an event. You should have came. Yeah, I if wish you, I could have. If you cared enough, you would have been there. <laughs> well, uh, I want right. to hear Logan's Pokemon Go stuff, but let me do this last bit of news here. New avatar items added to Pokemon Go. This is off Bulba, Bulba News. Niantic has released a set of three avatar items for purchase in Pokemon Go using Pokemon Go's coins after completing the Battle Girl, Jogger, or Fisherman medals. The Battle Girl outfit can be worn by female avatars, while the remaining two outfits can be worn by male avatars. I really hate this, by the way. Let me wear whatever clothes I want, but okay. Right, exactly. Uh, different items being able to lock upon equipping the corresponding medal. So if you want the Battle Girl outfit and you are female, uh, you need the bronze medal for Battle Girl for the sh- gloves, the silver medal for the shorts and the shoes, and the gold medal for the tank top. If you are a boy... And you want the jogger outfit, bronze medal for jogger, silver medal, sorry, bronze medal for sunglasses and visor, silver medal will get you shorts and shoes, and gold will get you the tank top. And finally, you want the fisherman medal, which I believe is catch two million magic carp or something like that. Uh, bronze will get you the hat, silver will get you the pants and the boot, and gold will get you the vest. Hmm. So overall, I think this is really cool. Except you have to not only do something but spend money, which I it's fine because it's just cosmetic. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, I hope they do more of this. Uh, all three of these outfits are literally based off outfits in the main series game, which is really cool. I need them to do Pokemon Superfan so I can have a Pikachu onesie. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, that's super <laughs> good, actually. But um, I just hate that it's like gender-specific, I guess. Yeah. Because the girls have way better outfits overall in Pokemon Go than the boys do. It's true. I don't want a fedora. <laughs> I just don't. Logan, you still playing Pokemon Go? I play Pokemon Go like every day. Literally every day. Yeah. I think I've gotten my seven day streak bonus for the past like year. Yeah. You're yeah. Gen, your Gen 3 going well? Yeah. I mean, um, so my boyfriend Billy... 
travels for work a lot. I know this is like controversial, but like while he travels to work, I'm like, you're signing into my Pokemon Go app while you're there. Violation so, of the TOS. Shut him down right, right now. now. <laughs> Get the email so, out. So that's how I have like a Mr. Mime. For a long time, I thought Surviper was regional, but it doesn't seem like it is. It switches um, once a month. Oh, I see. Okay. And hopefully, eventually I'll get here across. Uh, he's traveling to Mexico for two weeks, starting tomorrow, which sucks. You don't have but, a hair across? I don't have a hair across. You've been sleeping on, dude. Yeah, if We're... you went to the Pokemon Go Fest, Logan. Hoo-wee. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, if you went so... to the Pokemon Go Fest, you still wouldn't have had a hair across, but whatever. Nah, nah, nah. You know, Will, I caught like 30 hair across as soon as I walked out of Golden Gate Millennium Park. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Logan, I want this. Uh-huh. This is how how I can tell if you're a hardcore Pokemon Go player. Okay. If they were to have another Pokemon Go Fest, let's say it's in Texas, because I don't think you live near Texas. No. Uh, would you travel and go to it? I. Uh, I mean, I would want to. I don't know. Is did it did it sell out immediately? Is it? <laughs> Is it on a day when I can like take off of work? Is is it not in the middle of a big project? These are all adult questions I have to answer before I can decide if I can go to that event. Are you guys going to be there? That's important. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I don't have a job, so I'll be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt we'll be there. I just go there so I can be the non Pokemon Go player looking objectively at the events. Are you still uh, Are you still doing raids every day, Logan? Or what's 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 your status on Koger? Kyogre? Kroger. Kroger. The grocery <laughs> store. I've I've gotten every single legendary. I okay. The only so the only one that I'm missing that's not like just a regional exclusive is uh Mewtwo. And I was we 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 go I, I have a, a group of folks that I play with pr- uh pretty often on weekends. And especially when there whenever there's a new raid, we'll we'll all go out. But um we did a raid at a sprint store just because sometimes sponsored places will give you EX passes. And everybody that did that raid that day, besides me, got an EX raid pass. And now they have Mewtwo. And I'm very salty about it. It does <laughs> but, suck. Yeah. But I do, I do have K- Kroger and I have <laughs> Groudon. And Groudon. All, Come on, say it right. Things. Groudon. Okay, Groudon. <laughs> Wait, this is how we Kroger can, and Groudon. Wait, this is how we can tell if Logan listens to the podcast or not, because I'm pretty sure we told the Koger story last week. Koger? What happened? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, don't tell it again. But... A, it was just that like a kid that was in the raid said that there was a Koger spawning, and I like, <laughs> do, like I second-guessed myself, because I'm pretty good at butchering Pokemon names. Yeah. Kyogre is pretty, I don't know, Kyogre kind of, it's pretty easy to say. Yeah, I mean, it's at least, like, there are several versions, right? Like, you could say Kyogre or Kyogre or Kyogre, but Koger <laughs> is a step too far. I think so as well. I think so as well. But I can't stop <laughs> saying it. It's super funny. <laughs> now now I want to call him Kroger forever. This is... <laughs> Good old Kroger. Good old Kroger. So you got everything but Mewtwo. Well, everything that's not a region exclusive. Like I, like I said, I still don't have here across. I don't have Kangaskhan. Um, oh, and I, I'm still working on Gen Three stuff, especially the ones that came out like last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whimsor everywhere. Yeah. Um, but no unknown Whismer. either. Whismer. No unknown either. Wh- yeah, Whismer, Loudred, and Exploud. Yeah, I don't have unknown. That is the one regional 
that were not regional that in like the first two gens that I I don't have. I'm not gonna lie, because we were talking about unknown earlier. But again, if you were to ask me a year ago if I cared about shinies, I would say no. But if you were <laughs> also asked me a year ago if I was ever interested in filling out a Pokedex or to go one step further, not only filling out a Pokedex, but catching all 28 unknowns, I would have laughed at you and went back <laughs> to playing Destiny. But <laughs> I, I, I cannot lie when I say that I credit Pokemon Go for being the main, one of the main influences that pushed me to complete my Pokedex in a main series Pokemon game to the point where even in Pokemon Leaf Green, I spent an entire night trying to catch every single letter of the unknown alphabet, and I was able to do so, and then I transferred that up to Pokemon Bank. And it was because That's of awesome. Pokemon Go. Yeah, I mean, I like, Pokemon Go is the... I don't know if it's the Pokemon game that I played the most at this point, but I play it every single day, and it, it hasn't gotten old. I And it it's... It's so separate. Like I never ever want them to connect Pokemon Go to Pokemon Bank, because then I I'm I would just transfer all of my stuff over there and have perfect Pokedex, and it's not exciting anymore. But like having the things where like you know Kangaskhan seriously only lives in Australia and I have to go over there to catch her. I don't know. It's just very exciting. It also motivates me to take a lot more walks. I've definitely walked a ton more than than I otherwise would have because of Pokemon Go. I love it. It's great. I still play every day. Every day. <laughs> All right, let's do some emails here. Yeah. Um, this email is from uh, Thomas from California. I don't know what how to say the city name, so I'm not even. I'm not even gonna try. Oh, also, if you want to email us, sbj at pkmncast.com, or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit the contact button. Uh, either way is acceptable. And it'll get to me, and we'll eventually read it. So this one is from Thomas. It says, hey, SBJ and crew, I've been meaning to write in for almost a year, but I haven't got around to it. I've been listening for a couple years now, uh, and I've been a Patreon member for maybe a year. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I went back to earlier episodes when I started listening when I found you guys, and it has been great to see the evolution over the years. It makes my 10-hour shifts at a bakery go by fast. I finally caught up uh, around some time when Sun and Moon were being launched, and I have eagerly awaited your episode every week. The weight of continue- continuation of Mythical has also been killing me so much that <laughs> I've started listening to very random encounters just to hey. hear the sweet voices of Logan, Aww. the surly voices of Greg, and the uh, <laughs> great Travis laugh. But the main reason I wanted to send in this email was to give praise to the amazing Slack community. This this is a long email, I'm sorry. The story starts somewhere in the beginning of 2017 to end of 2016. I'd lost my copy of Pokemon Moon. I wanted my breaks at work. I had been breeding a competitive team and was having some great success in getting all my synchronized Abras. I'm going to increase this font size. <laughs> One company was great in being able to reset my Pokemon bank so I didn't lose all my Pokemon, but most got vanished into the ether with my physical copy. I had to trade a few lines uh, up with the Slack members, and I had to break the news to them where I could no longer do trades, and when people found out I had lost my copy, so many members of Slack reached out to me, and and even one, even one offered to send me an extra copy of Moon to help me get back into the groove. 
Needless to say, I was floored by everyone's generosity and willingness to help me get back into breeding help and help me refill my Pokedex. It was the most it was one of the most generous and kind things anyone has ever offered to do me and I ever offered to do to me and I broke down in tears. Hmm. Thank you all for the great Pokemon community that has been built around this wonderful podcast. Much love, the Fish of Doom, aka TJ. Yeah, I mean, no, no real question there, but I thought it was a good read, a good email, and it mentioned Logan, who happens to here, be here this week. Hey, and here's the real question, Steve: Why are you always making people cry? Oh, you're know. always making people cry. I make myself uh, f- cry. Follow daily. up, follow up, real question: How about that mythical? When are we? <laughs> What are we doing more mythical? Look, Logan, I didn't expect <laughs> to be doing a two-week crystal marathon. <laughs> I'm trying to gamble for Abra's here, Logan. <laughs> Low-key low secret insider knowledge. Steve is actually working more now than he ever did when he had a paying job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I that is, love it. That is incredibly true. Yeah, I mean, true. You're, you're working eight-hour days, seven days a week now. <laughs> look when i had my real job i was working like six and a half hour days and maybe two of those hours were dedicated to reddit (laughs) wow no i i mean i've talked about this before i was very fortunate with my old job i had a lot of free time i had a lot of flexibility with my hours and stuff but uh i i have worked probably i have worked realistically i've worked harder in the last four months than i probably did in the last four years at my job and that's not to say like i i slacked off or i didn't work hard but it is totally it's a totally different feeling to like go into work and just know that at the end of the week you're making the same amount of money even if projects don't get done because you're guaranteed 40 hour paycheck uh to whereas like now uh i made uh like $32 $32 today on Twitch and I streamed for eight hours and that is uh, $3 an hour, $4 an hour maybe. Uh, I can't do math in my head. I think $4 an hour. Um, and that's not to say like I need to be making, you know, $100 a day on Twitch, but like some days I've made $0 on Twitch and some days I've made more than $32, but if it wasn't for the Patreon and if it wasn't for the community that TJ has mentioned, I uh, I probably wouldn't be able to pay my rent. So, yeah, I the uh the stakes for me are way less, but uh that Slack is rad. Um, it's it's just a really great resource because uh, that's that's where I go to like be like, hey, I'm playing on Monster Hunter and very lonely. Please, please add me. <laughs> Uh, and there's, you know, there's like an other podcast channel where you can talk about other shows is because like we all have similar taste that listen to the show enough to support it on Patreon. So it's a good, it's a good place to just find a whole bunch of different communities really, but all rooted in, in this, this thing we all love. I, I, I just really like that Slack a lot and it's, com- it's like the best idea for a Patreon reward and it's really worth it. So that's my, uh, little Yay for Pokemon Podcast. <laughs> Plus, I'm there. So why why would you hold back? It's true. <laughs> yes, Will is there. This uh, email is from uh, Rachel. Uh, it says, hey, Pokemon Podcast crew. I've been uh, looking through some of the all new Ultra Prism TCG cards, and lots of them are Gen 4 characters and Pokemon. Could this be a hint and a remake in the future? 
Also, what is your all's opinion about what they might do for Switch? Thanks for now, Rachel. And then she said, P.S. Did I send this to the right email? Uh, yes, you did, Rachel, because we're reading it. Thank you. <laughs> so it's just Pokemon Diamond and Pearl confirmed for Switch, or actually Hard Diamond and Lustrous Pearl oh, confirmed. I see. Man, that's a really good subtitle. You, yeah. And uh, ob- you know, did you notice hard that with diamond? This year's- I don't know. Le- you, you got me at oh. lustrous, but hard. Maybe flawless. Spar- sparkling diamond and lustrous pearl. Mm. Also, if you noticed, for those of you who are national treasure treasure clue hunters out there, the first distribution for this year's uh, legendary oh Pokemon gosh. mythical distributions. Dialga and Palkia. All right, uh, I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna say it right here. Gen eight is coming before any remake of Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. How much absolutely. you want to bet? What do you uh, want to bet? bet you, I would bet you five hundred dollars. Hands I'm down. Betting money? I don't have money. Whoa. I'll bet you a I'm hamburger. I'm so confident that they were going to do this. That that it makes no sense. That they yeah, the d- finally get to do a new console and they start with a remake? No right. way. No. no, no, no. The debut the debut on Switch is definitely going to be a brand new Pokemon game, for sure. I, I bet you one Culver's hamburger that <laughs> it's going to be Pokemon you're, you're on, Shiny Will. Diamond and Lustrous Pearl on the Switch as the first Pokemon title just, on the Switch. Uh, just like, okay, so even if you were to look at Look at past remake games. So, like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, fourteen million. Heart Gold Soul Silver, twelve million. Platinum. I guess Platinum doesn't count, but Platinum, seven million. Pokemon Black and White Two, eight million. And then compare those numbers to like X and Y and Sun and Moon, sixteen million. Sixteen million. Black and White, fifteen million. Diamond and Pearl, seventeen million. Like a new like on paper, any business would go. If this is our first game on a new console, how do we sell the most copies? We don't remake an old generation. What if it's a new story set in the same location? That's a new no, game no and one, totally rad. And yeah. eventually they're going to have to do that because they'll run out of places on this world. Right. I don't get. I've said. I've said this on stream because people. This is the. This is what. Ha- this is also another question you get a lot on stream. Do you think we're getting Diamond and Pearl remakes? Why are Pokemon fans? so obsessed with remakes i don't understand and they're like well also, absolutely we are like there's there's a plan laid out like they do it you know we've yeah, we, yeah we've mm, but there's not really like a plan like yes they've done it but like look at the 3ds you can play every single generation of pokemon game on the 3ds there's no need to at the uh, if we're not talking about switch there's no need to remake Diamond and Pearl. You can literally play Diamond and Pearl on your 3DS. <laughs> That's true enough. And like the only game but that, that would you be... weren't able to play on the 3DS was Ruby and Sapphire, which then made sense for them to remake because now if you look at the 3DS catalog, you can play every single generation of Pokemon game on one console. So do I believe they're going to do Diamond and Pearl in the future? Sure. Because if they're moving to a new console, they'll probably want to reproduce the same results of eventually you'll be able to play every single generation on the Nintendo Switch because that's the new stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah. I, but like you're saying, I don't think it's going to be the first one. It's going to be 
like a year after that first Switch release. And I don't think that the Switch release one is going to be this year, but maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, I bet, I I think what reports said that they were aiming for this year, but I bet it slips till spring, which is okay, because yeah. we've definitely had Pokemon games in spring. Yeah, and it'll be on Switch. Like, everything's better on Switch. That's fact. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about this. I'm sorry. We should have in the news, but they finally released sales numbers months after Ultra Sun, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon came out, and it only sold 7 million. Hmm. Which is Ooh, that's very disappointing. Which I mean, Black and White it Two came is probably really soon, probably one of the worst games in the series, and that sold eight and a half million. How upset is Will right now? <laughs> I'm just not even contributing to this bogus conversation and clickbaiting. For me, like I started Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and it and it felt like I I need to I'm gonna have to go back to that after the plot has worn off of my mind because it I played sun and then I, for the first time ever, I bought the other game in a series. So I I played sun and moon. And then by the time that was all over starting it, like ultra sun, ultra moon came out like the next month or whatever. When I was <laughs> after I had done those two playthroughs and it feels exactly the same. I, I, I am, I imagine that it gets more different later on, but I, I I've got to get some distance between me and regular sun and moon. <laughs> Uh, it was it was quick. I mean, less than a year, one day less than a year to drop that game. Yeah, just seemed like a. I mean, I I mean, will 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 said it best. It just seemed like they rushed this one and then they rushed this one. When in in terms, they could have just taken more time to give us one really good game. But I don't think yeah. I don't think in in the in the long run it would have sold any better if because you you don't really know what you're buying right when you get it. <laughs> right. I still don't know, like, I really, I don't know why it's Ultra, except for, like, there's, like, three additional Pokemon or whatever, you know? Because Ultra Necrozma is there. He's pretty cool. I just don't, I mean, like, that's, okay, that's neat. It's just not enough for me to, like, I wanted more plot or a different plot or some more adventures in Alola. I I love Alola, and it Well, then maybe you need to make your own game and make your own plots. (laughs) Uh, check out Very Random Encounters, the podcast where I do that. <laughs> I think All of a Sudden and Ultra Moon are the best Pokemon games in the series just because of, uh, like, no HMs, the quality of life improvements, the Pokemon Pelago, the being able to breed pretty quickly, the the Ultra yeah. Wormhole is nice for getting legendaries, it's nice for, like, people who want to get into shiny hunting, the SOS battles are there, like, there's just a lot that I really like about it, so it is... It is, like, my favorite in the series, I think, but that doesn't mean that there's not a ton of flaws to it. But, even like, if well, you didn't play Gen 7, there's no point now to buy Sun and Moon. Just get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Right. That's And that's my thing. Like, it sounds like the post-game is really good and better than Sun and Moon. Um, But I... I can't get to that because I'm just like, oh, I can't do this pot again right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, do another email. Okay. Uh, but yeah, to, to answer your question, uh, Rachel, I think they will make Gen 4, but I, I don't think it will be the first game on Switch. It just, it would be easier to make a brand new game and then to take that engine and then to apply it to a remake instead of going the other way around. Resource-wise, that just doesn't make sense because 
Uh, Michael writes in, good morning. I was listening through your walkthrough of Sun and Moon, and at the 18th episode, you were discussing whether or not Trials or Gyms were better. Uh, I have an idea that would make the next game better. Lose the Trials, but make Gym battles much harder. Uh, in the uh, anime, there are a ton of gyms that can only use a certain number of Pokemon from your party. Having gym leaders Pokemon strong put, having gym leaders Pokemon strong and put them on a limit of how many Pokemon you can use. Hopefully, you like this ideal. Keep up the great work, Michael, uh, from North Carolina. I don't know if I said the, the the state, but there you go. I would I would love it if it was like in uh in the Origins thing where like if you came with incredibly overleveled Pokemon, there would be like no such thing as that. Like if your Pokemon levels reached a certain threshold then the gym leader would bring a different set of Pokemon, that would be really neat. But in general, I like trials like a lot more than I like gym battles, but it may just be because there's only one game or one set of games with trials and it feels very fresh, you know? No, I like the, the concept of like of what kind of what he's saying. I, I don't think he went into enough detail, but like having, specific different rules for uh for the different gyms so that right so so that you can't take for alligator and just like stomp everything all the way through <laughs> because it's over leveled and it's the same same thing over and over and over again you're just facing different types but have each gym be a different still based on battle but be a different puzzle that you kind of have to figure out like have one gym that you you have to have a monotype team. You can't have, uh, you know, all all of the team members have to have at least one type in common. Um, that would be interesting. Or uh, have one gym, maybe like the first gym, you actually can't bring any Pokemon that are over level twenty, um, and then see what you can do within that range and everything like that. But also uh, make gyms repeatable. So that if you do enjoy the challenge, Ooh. that you can always go back and do the gym over again. Okay, so I like your idea, but the problem is that if you put that restriction on every gym, then that means that you can't actually have your friends that you have grown with you. And like the, the core idea of Pokemon, that you're building this friendship with this group of six monsters. They, like if suddenly they, they can't come, then it's... See, it, that shows that you it. haven't played Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because they are really, really starting to call into the question of why are you collecting all of these Pokemon just to stick them in a box and never touch them ever again? Ultra Sun and Ultra they Moon like, is pretty hard when it comes to trials. They can be hard when it comes to trials. It does punish you if you don't... Um, if you don't come adapt. with the... Yeah, if you, if you yeah. just... yeah. But but there are NPCs that specifically call out like, you know that why are you being so cruel collecting these Pokemon and just putting them in a box and you'll never touch them ever again? That that's unfair to the Pokemon. Like that's so, isn't that black and white's plot? Like the, the <laughs> bad team kind of has a but, point. No, no, but but like they're specifically saying about the boxes, like oh, not yeah. not just a general very high level meta concept of don't why don't you love all your pokemon they're saying you are putting these pokemon into a computer box and never touching them ever again that's kind of cruel uh but they are best friends and they live in a beautiful utopia inside that box that's my headcanon and please don't sure. call it into question okay <laughs> um but i okay wait to go back to the thing i would love it if you're like the challenge gyms like you were saying you can go re replay the gym but like there's some reward or whatever 
if you do the gym again and it's like a challenge mode where they like really they either bring much higher level pokemon which they've done that before where you can go rechallenge gym leaders and their pokemon have leveled up but if there was a specific challenge like now you can only bring like you can only bring fire types to the water gym leader and you have to figure that out you know uh or like you said you're you have to have a certain number and you can't have more than that or the levels have to be capped or have have an inverse gym i i love yeah. the inverse battling i don't think they ever did enough with that 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 was like no just yeah so there's just fantastic. like one guy who you can do it once a day which doesn't make any sense but if if they made you do that for like some kind of reward that would be rad or they could really just have an inverse gym leader and that would be cool too yep and the reward could be a fresh water <laughs> hey champion making uh, I'm still under. <laughs> I'm still under the. Like it's still frustrating to me when you're you're doing these battles against these gym leaders, and I would like I would like it like the anime where it's like this is a gym leader of three Pokemon. So before you come in, pick your three Pokemon that you want to use. Um, instead of being it, instead of it being a situation where it's three versus six, but I still hate that NPCs and yourself can use can use items in battle. Because, like, when you attack a gym leader or just any person, like, the Elite, elite Four is a good example, or, or your rival of, uh, I just critical hit you with an Ice Beam and you have 10 HP left, and you're going to use a Max Potion, and I'm going to do Ice Beam again because that's my best odd, and you're then going to use a Max Potion. Well, you know what? I'm just going to use Ice Beam again. And you're just going to use a max potion. But eventually, NPC, you'll give up on using the max potion. And I'll eventually <laughs> win. Uh, and you don't see that stuff in like the tri- the, tri- the totem battle, which I think is why I really like the totem battle. Because it adds that difficulty without like the computer opponent relying on items. Yeah. But also, if it put that difficulty on you of like, hey, you also can't use items. I think that just instantly solves the problem of it being too hard or too easy. Just like if you wanted the game to be hard, stop playing and sh- stop playing and shift and play and set. Like that's such an easy change to make the game more yeah. difficult. Also, if you want the game to be harder, just turn off experience share. But there's something like about the fact that the computer defaults to using max potion over and over to get out of quote unquote, their situation where the, the AI is no doubt questionably gotten better, but I just that that specific instance, which happens a lot in like the Elite Four battles, is really frustrating yeah. to me. Yeah, it's the only the only move they go. That's why the uh, that Mill Tank was so infamous because it's the one Pokemon where like the Max Potion is devastating because uh, you know Mill Tank is building up its defense, so you finally whittle it down, and then it's completely fully healed, and you can't do any damage to it anymore. And you know, or Milk Milk Drink rather. And that one, but it rolls out, roll out. And we all know that using items in battle isn't real, real Pokemon battles. You're not allowed to use items. So we're just training our children to fail. You're allowed to use one item uses items in battle. What item can you use in battle? Held items. Yeah, you can oh, use held items. That's but... not the same thing. No, I don't. I, I mean, there's probably uh, an episode of the anime, and I'm just not remembering. But I don't remember Ash ever like using a potion on Pikachu mid battle. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. It's normally like after they get they get beat, he uh, sprays stuff on them. So, like I said, I would like to give up my items, so the computer has to give up their items. I think that's fair. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. 
Final Destination, no items. Too legit. Too legit. Every, every Pokemon battle. Every Pokemon is Fox McCloud. <laughs> All right, we'll do uh, two more emails here. Uh, this email is from Nathan. Uh, hey, guys, long-time listener. Just started listening uh, at school every time I am on the way home. Uh, I like you all equally, and I can't decide, but a quick question. What are your all favorite Pokemon? Nathan from New Jersey. Uh, my favorite my- Pokemon is Zigzagoon. I've got a tattoo and everything. That is so true. I've seen the tattoo. It's art by Micah, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty sick. How dare you <laughs> put Micah's art on your body? <laughs> you have no tattoos. You have no room to stand. My favorite right now is Cyndaquil because I am soft resetting for a shiny Cyndaquil in Pokemon <laughs> Crystal. And I'm Why? up to 18. Re- I should be soft resetting right now Just while we record. And breed it in Sun and Moon. And send it back down? No. Oh, I mean, you're playing through Crystal? Do, do you? Yes, I will. Let do you me remember tell you about a few this weeks Abra ago? Strategy. Yeah, sick, sick Abra strats. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about how I didn't have a game to play in the mornings because Mitomo is is ending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my Pokemon... new game is called Soft Resetting for Shiny Cyndaquil. I heard Pokemon, <laughs> I heard Pokemon Shuffle's getting a big update. Oh, well, good for them. I wrote them off years ago. Oh, years? Years, yeah. At least 2016, if not 2015. Wow. Things change when you don't come to the podcast for a long time. <laughs> we have so many old emails. There's like I have like You this... didn't say who your favorite Pokemon oh, is. Sorry. Uh I don't know. What what Pokemon should I pick of the week? I'm gonna do Chandelure. Yeah, Ooh. okay. Is that fair? I like Chandelure. Yeah. That's legit. I get a lot I get asked a lot what my favorite shiny is. My default is Sableye, which is a pretty good shiny. It's cause it's gold. Hmm. All right, so we My have mom a... got me a stuffed shave life for Christmas. Just oh, throwing nice. that in there. Nice. Uh, we have a lot of emails asking what our thoughts of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are going to be. This is prior to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon coming out. So I have to go back even further. This is an email from October. This is how far behind on emails we are. All the emails we just read, I got within the last week. So if, uh, if you emailed around the time of November and the email was in regards to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, probably not getting read. Because we know everything about those games. And I'm really sorry. I feel super bad. But this is how far behind on emails we are. But we're we're pretty <laughs> caught up now. I will probably just kind of filter the rest of these or respond off the air. Uh, but this one is from Kyle. Uh, this is, uh, hey, SBJ, Kyle from Milwaukee. That's pretty cool. I've been listening to your podcast ever since Sun and Moon came out. And I'm really enjoying it. The miniseries was awesome uh, for you to do. And I hope you do it for the next game. Hey, we just happened we did. Finally got around to listening to the podcast called The Kickstarter Debate, and I found it really entertaining. I found myself laughing out loud at my desk. I liked some of the unique reasons why the Pokemon you picked made the list. Even though I don't like people on the internet constantly wasting their breath on a daily basis criticizing people's personal lists about everything and everything, I'm going to do it now anyways. I think one of the best points you made was the debate about Gen 2, the game that separated the hardcore fans from the Gen 1ers. Gen 2 is my favorite generation, and I have played just about all of them. That said, how did you not end up with a Gen 2 Pokemon on the final list? Did I miss something? Uh, I heard you say that you debated doing another list of top 10 Pokemon from just Gen 1 generation. I think that Gen 2 
I think you guys should do Gen 2 just to give it a shot and the love we all know it deserves. But anyways, one of my criticisms of your list is not really a big fan in the end because I enjoyed the episode a lot and I liked hearing some of your different point, opinions of what made Pokemon great. In the end, we have all our we have all our own preferences of what make Pokemon great, and it was cool to hear those opinions being discussed. Oh, in one way, that was one of my criticisms. I thought they were going to criticize a certain Pokemon we picked. I don't remember all top ten. I know, uh, um, I think uh, Aegislash was on the list. I think Gengar was, um, Omanyte, uh, Talonflame? No, Victini, I think. Will, help me out here. I'm trying to find the, our records. I'm trying to go back in time to to see what the results were. But boy, you're... Who? I think the cool thing about that list... I, I, I know Logan wasn't on that episode, but I don't know if you remember it, Logan. Um, uh, it was a long episode. <laughs> it was a very long episode, and it was a while ago. <laughs> I think the cool thing about that episode is... like. Opinions change and people's favorite Pokemons change, but I think the like that doesn't discredit the reasons we had to pick those Pokemon at the time. Uh, I know we all picked ten Pokemon and then we narrowed it down to ten Pokemon, so there was a lot of difficult cuts. But even though like a Gen two Pokemon didn't make the final list, I'm I'm very confident there was Gen two Pokemon in people's to- personal top tens. Uh, they just got out argued by other Pokemon on the list, and that's not to say that it was because they were bad. It was just they didn't have strong enough arguments to carry them to the final list. Or I mean, there was also compromises on that list, right? Yes, absolutely. We had we had uh, debates, and and some people had to give a little to get a little. So yeah, definitely. Like, if you were to ask me, like, if I was to go back in time and, and switch one of my Pokemon on that list, I would have fought super hard for Corsola at the time. Uh, there's just uh, two, one or two years ago, however long ago we recorded that, Corsola was not a Pokemon in my mind, and Corsola has quickly moved up to a Pokemon I would consider in my personal top 10 over and over again. Um, and I would have to like sit down and kind of think of a strong argument why I kind of, some of the basis is behind like the impact of Pokemon Go and it being exclusive to Texas and how that was like really important to me when I traveled uh, and that formed a memory and I think that is important in itself and I would argue that I would probably just make sure that argument is a little bit stronger than what I just spewed out right there. Um, but no, there are there are a lot of good Gen two Pokemon, but I'm pretty sure Gen two is the smallest generation of Pokemon. It's only a hundred hundred new ones, right? Yeah. Okay, real quick though, Stantler number one. <laughs> I obviously have a big affinity to Stantler. Um, I'm gonna go with Cyndaquil. Like you know, we can't have a Pokemon podcast without mentioning Cyndaquil a couple of times. Uh, Togepi is like the the second most recognized Pokemon, and it's in Gen two. Uh, uh, Smeargle? Smeargle's, Smeargle's famous? great. Girafferig is super good. What? What? Oh, Giraffe. Rimmeraid? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Girafferig. <laughs> oh, oh. Girafferig is okay, I guess. What? 
It's kind of scary. No way. Uh, unknown. The yeah, tail we talked. Part. We, we talked about a lot of unknown this episode. I would probably consider unknown. Um, I like Dunsparce. Yeah, it's all right. No, 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 no. Shuckle, definitely too... Shuckle. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Shuckle, I'll shuckle. give you. Didn't no? I think I think Travis tried to fight for pile of swine, but it did get the it almost made it, but I think it got the axe. Mm. Yeah, yeah I I'm sure Travis. Why. I've lost this us. list. I've just looked everywhere I could possibly think that it could be, and it's not anywhere. Miltank's pretty rad. Delibird. Yeah, Delibird's yeah. pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I, I yeah. almost uh, did a, a reference to your Twitch stream, but I will hold back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Knocked Owl, pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's no Ladian. No, I'm just kidding. No one likes Ladian. That's not true. <laughs> I actually know people who like absolutely love Ladian and uh, and always have it on their team for every playthrough that they play. Who are uh, these people? And don't yeah, introduce wait, me what? to them. I'm not going right. to say his last name, but it's Casey Ooh. from West Virginia. We've had a discussion. <laughs> I've discussed it with him. So I I will hold strong for Casey because he's a real. So when nice you guy. said I know people, you meant I know one. I know person, one hardcore Ladian fan. <laughs> I mean, if there's one, there's got to be others. <laughs> um, okay, all right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but uh, so one of the one of the Patreon goals was to reach two thousand dollars a month. I think right now we're at seventeen hundred dollars a month, so we're we're literally dollars away. I mean, if you want to do the math, if everyone upgraded their pledge one dollar, we would be there overnight. But if we were to hit the two thousand dollar mark, we would do seasonal debates. Uh. For spring, summer, fall, and winter, which would be like the three-hour Kickstarter episode. And those episodes require an entire weekend of recording. And then, uh, for me, editing, and then everyone else gets off the hook as I edit. But we, I had more debates to do. Like, one of them was to debate over the top... 20 Pokemon theme songs because there are 20 seasons and there have different songs and I would be comfortable playing the music to the theme songs with an episode hidden behind. I know I hate putting episodes behind the paywall, but obviously these episodes would be for people supporting the show. It's extra content for them, but it would be cool to be able to play the intro. And like, I know Will is a big anime person. I would probably bring on other people. So that's the other thing is we would bring on people that know the topic. So if we're talking like anime stuff, I would bring on Will and then some other people, but uh, we were going to do, I was going to do a debate of like top Alolan Pokemon or, and you could do smaller ones. You could do multiple smaller ones too. So there might be a seasonal episode where it was like top Alolan Pokemon, favorite Pokemon from Gen 2, favorite bird Pokemon, because there are a lot of birds to talk about. (laughs) So you could do stuff like that and then have a debate there and then do that seasonally. Uh, which I think would be really cool because as we like look back at old episodes, that Kickstarter episode seems to stand out in people's mind of something that kind of holds holds water even after all this time. Yeah, I mean, it's like the essential Pokemon thing, isn't it? List? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, specifically, like, who's your favorite? Yeah, or, like, yeah. You know, what, what kind least, of re- least, relationships have you? Least favorite Pokemon? <laughs> Least favorite Pokemon. 
Least favorite Pokemon? Logan, give me your least favorite Pokemon. Oh, no. Murkrow? Okay. Yep. All right. Murkrow? I feel like that's because of Pokemon Go. <laughs> it is absolutely because of Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, do you see a lot of them? Yeah, and it, it, for the longest time, it was like the only dark type that you could uh, catch regularly to get your dark metal up. So I've caught so many Murkrow, and I just hate them. I just don't want to see any more Murkrow ever. That's fair. But then again, as soon as Hontro is a thing, I can have like a thousand Hontro right away. You'll have your per- own personal mafia in Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what matters uh well i think we'll skip out on pokemon of the week this week just because of our weird recording schedule and we're already over the 90 minutes that i've been trying really hard to get the show under i think the 90 minutes is the real sweet spot for the show uh so we're gonna skip our pokemon of the week uh i think what we're gonna do actually is is tweak it just a little bit i think people are liking the pokemon of the week with will reading and then the trivia and then i uh, uh, Rochelle talking about the shiny and stuff, but we might t- tweak it just a bit for future episodes. Nothing major. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose sleep over it, honestly. Uh, but let's wrap up here, Logan. Thank you for being on. I'm sorry we weren't we yeah. weren't able to get you on sooner, but things I'm, have been busy. I'm here all the time, man. Just Always any, here. Anytime would be a good time to talk about Pokemon. Pimp yourself, please. Oh, well, uh, you can find me at Logan Jenkins on Twitter. Uh, I also do a weekly show, Very Random Encounters, with Travis and Greg and our friend Lee. Uh, It's really cool. You should check it out. It's really neat. It's a great show. But it's an actual play podcast where we don't just play D&D, and we randomize as many things as possible. It's super fun. That's that's kind of all my stuff. (laughs) All right. All right. Will is at Washing the Sink on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, Drive Check Podcast is coming up on episode 100, two-year anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Holy so, Will. So you know, you know what happens? To- <laughs> Thanks for being a deli bird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens when you hit episode 100? You stop podcasting forever? No, you have to have a five-hour episode. Oh, oh, yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> I know that's obviously everyone's favorite episode. <laughs> now we're probably going to do something special for episode 100. I just haven't completely decided yet. I've I've just had the thought that I don't know what we like change our seasons and games, and we don't have like a consistent number. So I really I have no idea how many episodes we've done of very random encounters. <laughs> but it's we've almost been doing it for a year, so that's something. So probably 50, maybe. What do you do for that? You got to number your episodes. We number them based on what um, season it's in. So then if just, you're in the D&D season, there's number one through nine or whatever. And just add the last number of every season together. This is basic hmm. math, Logan. Let me tell you. Okay, so for, first you need <laughs> a, a, a dad Abra, and then you need a mom Machop. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Waiting for Twitch partnership. So if uh, if you're if you're bored at work or at school or you're home and you need something to watch, I will be live for the rest of this week from 10 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I don't know what my schedule will be after this week. Uh, I don't. Th- 
think I'll be able to get Chinese Celebi, but I've already made it this far, so if I don't get Chinese Celebi by the end of this marathon, I will probably just be continuing to play Crystal until I do. Hmm. Uh, because because I've I've gone too far now. I might as well <laughs> might as well keep going. Uh, but that's been our show. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Carbon. Super Kroger. Kroger. <laughs> Kroger's and Groupons. <laughs> Kroger's and Groupons? Why don't you say Groupons during the show? That's the best. I did. You weren't paying attention. I'm sorry, Will. It's Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music at ISC was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISE is my current job right now, and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ISE.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Kay, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.